This is Meg Tilton at the ACAL Life, episode number eight, The Eighth Wonder of the World, Your Home. This is the ACAL Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone, this week. I am so excited to be here to bring you another um, episode that will hopefully help you in your life. I just spent the last week in California, just outside of Sacramento, for six days and went to the Life Coach School, which is owned by Brooke Castillo. And I got to listen to her, impart her amazing wisdom and all of her little gems of goodness that she has to give to everyone. And I also got to work with a master coach whose name is Susie. And um, we were divided up. There's about 55 of us there. There were 54 women and one man. So that was pretty fun. And um, we were each divided up into groups of 12 to 11. And we each got to work, work with a master coach in the afternoons and with our group. And I was in a group of 12 amazing women who just they're going to be so awesome and bring so much to this world in their coaching. And I'm excited to see where they go. Out of the 55, there were 15 of us that were LDS, which was really, really fun. And that was fun to see so many women who I just admire, you know, on a level just so greatly that I can't wait to see what they do and all the people that they're going to reach out to and help. So there are exciting things to come here on the podcast with that, as well as some new things that are going to happen because of the things that I learned there and some decisions I made. So stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss out. So today I want to talk about our home. I love pretty homes. And I love to scroll through Howes and Pinterest for hours looking for beautifully decorated homes. And I, I kind of, I don't covet, I wouldn't say I necessarily covet, but I want my home to look like that. And at times it can be hard with five kids and being in this fixer upper, it's kind of taken me a while. I'm kind of one who can't just jump in and make my home exactly what I envision from the beginning because I have all these ideas just running through my brain all the time. And so things change and it takes me a while. Um, in our first home that my husband and I bought, we lived there for eight years and it took me about that long for me to get it where I wanted it to be. Of course, just in time for us to move. I think moving always motivates people to do things, but I've kind of made a pack with myself that I'm not going to do that again and make my house what I want it to be when I'm living in it. And I think that that's so important to remember that your house is for you. And so do what you want in your home that will make you feel happy. And, um, 
just really work on that. So with this new home, there was a big push to do a lot to the house in the beginning um, and to take it from where it was to where it is today. But since that big push, I feel like I've been in a kind of a holding pattern. To be honest, I have been burned out and have really just been trying to maintain some semblance of order. I'm sure everyone who has kids at home can understand that. But a few weeks ago, I got the fire back to make my house what I had envisioned it to be. I've identified the areas of my house that have been really bothering me, and that's pretty much 99% of the house. There's, I just feel like there's a ton of unfinished projects around. So I've given myself some time to think about it, and I decided that my pantry was my biggest offender. And so it was just getting overwhelming. It was just like disorganized and cluttered and just needed some major TLC. So I came up with a plan and I headed to Ikea and Hobby Lobby and the fabric store. And it is well on its way to becoming what I've always kind of envisioned it to be. And I just needed to remember that I had to invest some time and money into it. So this brings me to a very important point that I would like to make about our homes. You need to spend money on them. I know there are people out there that will argue that you don't have money to spend on your house, and I get it. I'm just asking, and I'm not asking you to go into debt or anything, but I'm just asking you to put aside something for the house every month. All too often we think that we um, that what our houses look like doesn't matter, but it so matters. It really does. We need to be striving to keep it orderly and nice. It is not just the structure where our body finds rest, but our fo- but our souls do too. And for a soul to be at rest, it must be surrounded by order and beauty. For a good example of this, I think of how you feel when you go to Walmart, right? We've all been to Walmart, as opposed to how we feel when we go to Target, or Target, as some of us say. Think about that. They carry all of the same items, but the feel and the layout are different, and it makes a difference on how we feel when we go in them. I love Target, right? Who doesn't love Target? (laughs) I know some of you are saying that you'd rather spend your money on experiences than on objects that give you nothing back. But I want you to think about where do you have the majority of yours and your family's most important life experiences in your home. Think of your home as a tool. Tools help us get things done and achieve our goals. Our home should be the tool we use to allow our love and laughter to abound and where we make crying and emotions safe to run freely. It is where we celebrate successes and it is where we celebrate failures. And I need, you need to remember it is where you learn the gospel and teach it to your children. It's so important. It's also where we eat and we sleep. It's where we welcome others to fill our souls and our hearts. It should be a sanctuary for all who enter. I promise you that the time you spend on your home will eventually come back to bless you. You will not regret improving your home. 
Now, I don't want you to run out and become a crazy woman trying to update and make your house what you've always wanted it to be. Making a home what you want it to be does take time. You have to be patient. You have to take it one room at a time. If you look at the seven wonders of the world, if you look that up on the internet, you know, like the Great Wall of China, the pyramids, the Sphinx, all those amazing things that exist in our world, none of them were built in a day. They took years. Some took hundreds of years to build. The same is true of your home. I want you to think of your home as a living, breathing entity of its own. And you will have to focus on it in stages and give it attention where it is most, where it's most needed, but there must always be a vision. Know where you want it to be and keep working towards that goal. And if you have kids, that goal is going to take a little bit longer sometimes, but don't get discouraged. Only bring into your home what you love, what you truly love. I used to buy things to fill the space. I try not do that anymore. If an item brings me joy when I go to a store, I buy it. And I don't buy very much anymore because I really think about what I'm going to bring into my home. Now, I have this one regret. Several years ago, I was in Home Goods and I was on the clearance aisle and I saw this pelican. And I know that that sounds weird, but just the way that it was shaped, I just loved it. But I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Should I buy it? I think it was like $20 or something. And I didn't know if I wanted to buy it. To this day, I still wish I'd bought it. Because when I went back, it was gone. So that's how you know that you will love something. If you still think about it, you know, a week, two weeks later after you've left the store, that's a good gauge actually, is to go into a store, find something you love or you think you love and then leave. And if you keep thinking about it, then go back and get it. I've had that happen a few times. And so that's how I gauge when I get something. I came across a great quote recently that says, home, the story of where we are and a collection of all the things we love. Don't you just love that? We are writing our life stories in our homes. We are writing the stories of our children's lives in our homes. So make sure you fill your homes with beauty, with the things around you, and most importantly, fill it with love. If you are listening to this and feeling overwhelmed because you know what I'm saying is true, but you are drowning and where to start, I'll tell you where to start. Start in your bedroom. I am a firm believer that the bedroom should be the first place that you decorate in a home because if you're married, it's yours and your husband's. And if you're not married, then it's your space where you can rest and relax. It is where you can get away from everyone else and just be you. And you deserve an oasis, a place where you can recharge and mount your energies for the new for each new day. You and your husband, if, if you're married, need that space to connect and stay close. I believe how you treat this room sets the tone for the rest of your house. It should be the ultimate oasis. Put time and resources into this room ahead of all others. Now, when we owned our first home, I didn't realize this for a long time. And our bedroom was kind of the dumping ground 
and the space that just never got done because it wasn't on the top of my priority list. But seriously, when I finally made that room my priority, my the rest of my house changed because I knew I could always go in my room and have it be nice and have it be my space. And in this home, it's been a little bit more difficult to do that, but it has taken a top priority recently and I'm really going to um, make it an effort to make this space better because my whole family comes in here, which is part of the problem, but because it's right next to my kids' bedrooms and so they're in here often, but I really do have a firm belief that this is the room that is mine and it's my space and I need to make it what it should be because I know the rest of my house will fall into place once I have this room in it in order. If you are not the decorating or organizing type, this is where I want to encourage you to find someone who is. Be open to their suggestions and believe you have it within yourself to make a, your home beautiful because you do. And I even take suggestions from other people because I don't always know what to do. I think sometimes when we live in a home and you're right there all the time, you can't always see the potential. So it's always important to get maybe an outsider's view on what you should do with a space. And you'll know, you'll know what to do. It will come. Um, Cause you know what makes you feel peaceful and what makes you feel calm in your home. And so make that happen. Make that a priority. You will see a difference in how you feel and how your children feel too. Like they will notice. We think they don't notice, but they do. They react to their surroundings. And so make their surroundings nice. Make it someplace that they want to be. You should love your home. When you drive up at the end of a long day, it should be an inviting place that brings you joy. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be decorated like anything on Pinterest, but it needs to be clean, orderly, welcoming, and what you consider beautiful. It is a tool that you can use to bless so many lives, most importantly, your own. So use it and use it well and use it often. It will bless your life tenfold. I promise you that. So there you go. There's your little bit of wisdom for this week, that your home is your greatest tool in bringing love to those around you. And I am excited for you. I hope you get excited about your house, especially as we're entering into the fall season. Who doesn't love fall? Hello. It's like the best, you know, my pumpkin spice candle. It's going to come out pretty soon. I'm so excited. So I hope you all have a great week and I hope to talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you're interested in coaching and how coaching can help you, please email me at meg, M-E-G, at the 8 and we'll get you set up with a free mini session where I'll help you learn how to solve any problem you have. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye.